Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Stop Being a Best Kept Secret. This is Dr. Tana M. Session, your host for this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And guess what, everyone? This is my birthday episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! Wow! Wow! I can hear the share, the cheers from the crowd. I can hear the clapping. Yes. Yes, your host celebrates her birthday the entire month of February. And who can blame me? And this year in particular, it's leap year. So I get an extra day to celebrate the birthday. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're here. Huffington Post top female expert to follow. Number one best-selling author, international speaker, award-winning consulting, HR consulting, named one of the top 10 consultants in America on diversity and inclusion by Forbes and other magazines and online uh, digital platforms. So if you don't know who I am, I suggest you Google me. I suggest you follow me on all platforms at Dr. Tana M Session so you will be in the know and won't miss. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret podcast. Now let's get started. So earlier this month, my birthday month, I shared my top 12 lessons, life lessons that I learned over the last year leading up to this birthday. Okay, so last year was the big 5 and now in 2020, I'm turning 51. So you are not growing if you're not continuing to learn. So I've learned that the older I get, the more valuable the life lessons are because they're really helping to move me to the next plateau in my life. So I consider myself an official grown-up now. I really feel grown-grown, which is fantastic um, because a lot of things I tolerated, even just two years ago, I no longer tolerate. A lot of the things that I did do, I'm not doing. And a lot of things I didn't do, I am doing. Okay? So here's one of the first lessons from the list I shared with my um, my subscribers through my newsletter. Number one, saying no without apologies or excuses is so freeing, everyone. Not all money is good money and free is evil. Okay, so I'm gonna expand on each of these points in a way that I could not do in a newsletter because it would have been a short essay. So what I've learned about saying no without apologies is that it allowed me Um, a a true sense of empowerment over my time, my resources. Um, I've said no to podcasts. I've said no to TV, radio interviews. I've said no to speaking engagements. I've said no to being a contributing writer. I've said no to being interviewed by different magazines. Why? Because I had to understand how saying yes to each of these will help lead me in the direction I want to take my business. So this year, over the last year, I've done a transformation in my business. I've gone from doing more um, B to B to C, which is business to consumer, to really honing in and targeting and focusing on business to business, B to B. I hired a new social media branding coach. If you guys don't follow Cher Jones on LinkedIn, you need to because she is a powerhouse. She is on point. And she helped change the game for me over the last eight eight months or so. So that being said, I had to know what I needed to say yes to. Okay. And every time my second note, every my second 
lesson. Every time I said no, the right yes was waiting for me. So this really leads into um, follows number one very closely. And that's why I strategically listed it as my second life lesson. Because every time I said a no, it doesn't mean I didn't have a little twist in my gut. It doesn't mean I didn't have some reservation. I even thought about some things before I responded. And I even had to run things by my husband and have him kind of help me look at it through a different lens and different perspective. But in the end, it was the right choice because there was a big yes waiting for me. And I would have been blocked from that yes if I had said yes to all the other little no's that I had said no to throughout the year. Now, what do I mean by free is evil? Oftentimes as a speaker, people will want you to do uh, come do speaking engagements for free. I did a lot of that in the beginning when I first started out um, in in this industry, you know, four or five years ago. And and I still say yes to some free events. But what I am is I'm strategic about those. And I share this with people who um, are going to my coach certification program. By the way, I have a coach certification program for Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I suggest you get on the list and get in this class. But anyway, I digress. I understand now that Just because they can't pay you in cash doesn't mean they can't pay you in other ways. So just because I'm not walking away with a check doesn't mean I'm not walking away with some quality video, some quality pictures, um, some um, uh, books that are being sold that I'm able to offer my coaching services or my consulting services um, to people who are in the audience. So I've turned a lot of free engagements over the last year into four and five figure consulting opportunities or training coach um, coaching opportunities or corporate training opportunities. So you have to understand how you can monetize in other ways when the event coordinator or the conference or the, um, the workshop or whatever tells you that they don't have a budget to pay you. Ask the right questions so you know whether or not there's another way for you to be able to flip it. And a lot of times when you're able to do that, you're able to monetize it even at a higher point value, uh, price point, than you would have if you had gotten paid. Okay? So number one, saying no without apologies or excuses is so freeing. Not all money is good money and free is evil. Number two, every time I said no, the right yes was waiting for me. Here we go. Number three, speaking my mind and speaking up without apologies is also freeing people. So I would say women probably in particular and when you are younger, you oftentimes filter what you want to say to your loved ones, to people at work, even to friends. And what I learned in particular over the last year is that I'm not helping people when I'm not being truthful. Now, you have to have a relationship of trust built on trust and love so they know where this is coming from. But once that relationship is there and they trust you, then anything could be a teachable moment. Anything could be a coachable moment, especially if you know what you what you need to share with this person is going to help them be better. It may sting. It may hurt their feelings. They may be defensive or they may project their issues onto you and make it about you and not about them. That's okay. Know where that's coming from and recognize it, but don't do it in a moment of anger. Don't do it, um, you know, to hurt someone. Um, Don't let stuff build up to the point where you explode. I see it happen in the workplace all the time. Managers do it to their employees. Spouses do it to each other. No. You eat the elephant one bite at a time, which means you address issues in the moment 
when they happen. And it's just as simple as saying, hey, when you said that, it made me feel this way. Ask them not to invalidate your feelings because no one can tell you how to feel about how something someone said to you impacted you. They don't know what you're going through. They don't know how it landed. They don't know what the, um, you know, maybe their body language came off wrong or maybe the tone came across wrong and it's, it pierced you. Maybe it was a trigger for you that they don't even know is a trigger for you. So giving people the benefit of the doubt, but also speaking your mind and, and, and again, speaking up for yourself without apologies. So owning your space is, is so freeing, is so empowering. And at the end of the day, people will respect you for that because they'll say, I know where he or she's coming from. Um, they speak truth. They aren't phony. Um, they're not worried about being necessarily politically correct, but they are, um, it's always coming from a place of love. It's always coming from a place of they want me to do better. Or it's always coming from a place of they needed to clear their heart space so they didn't carry any grudges or any um, animosity towards me so I can receive that. Number four, be consistent even when I don't want to be. It will always pay off. You guys, this definitely has been one of my biggest lessons over the last year because there have been times when I wanted to throw in the towel, walk away from this business, go get a nine to five and call it a day so I wouldn't have to you know, be out here looking for new clients, traveling all over the place, hopping on and off of planes, um, exposing myself to viruses, <laughs> um, and just really, you know, wanted to just give up because it's exhausting. You know, this entrepreneurial life is not for the weak or the faint at heart. It is constant. It is all the time. You can't slip off your game. Um, you know, there are times when you want to pause, hit the pause button and do a reset. That's all part of the entrepreneurial journey. The two clients that I have right now in my coach certification program, I have warned them that this is not a game. It is constant. And although some people may look at, make it look easy on social media, you have to know the backstory. So I let them behind the curtain into my business. They get to see all the struggles, the successes, the, the, the heartache, the disappointments, because it's all there. But I had to learn how to be consistent in spite of all of that. Because I had to want it that bad. I've been offered jobs that I turned down last year because I felt like if I do this, I'm giving up on myself. If I throw in the towel, I'm probably going to miss out on the next big opportunity that's waiting for me. And every time I felt that way and I showed up and I was consistent, I have been proven right. Down to the last minute, down to the last dollar in my bank account, I've been proven right. Just be consistent and, and even when I don't want to be, and it will always pay off. So hopefully that's some encouragement for you to just stay the course. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, there'll be times you want to give up. You will be tired. You will feel like no one's hearing you. No one's seeing you. No one's listening to you. No one cares what you're doing, that you know, you're in this uh, you know, vortex all by yourself. But just know the right people are paying attention. The right people are listening. The right people see you. Your name is being spoken in rooms that you haven't even walked into yet. That's an affirmation I get to myself every single day. So you can borrow that. Okay. Lesson number five, upgrade my inner circle to represent my new level of success. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You guys, if I'm the smartest person in the room, that room is way too small. And I have learned the value of that more so than ever this last year. There have been people in my circle from four years ago that are no longer in my circle. And that's okay. I have to be okay with that. 
Doesn't mean I don't support them. Doesn't mean I don't root for them. Doesn't mean I don't like hit that like button in their heart. I do. But I also know that they're not in a position to pour into me. I'm pouring more into them. So I need to be in a room where people can pour into me, can help me see my blind spots, can help me um, see what new things and innovative things I need to be doing in my business to move it to the next level, um, can give me honest and loving and critical and constructive feedback so I can be better. I need them to love on me. I need them to pray for me. I need them to root for me, cheer for me. I need them to pull my skirt when I'm going in the wrong direction. I need them to straighten my crown before I hit that stage. And I need them to want the best for me, even if it's not happening for them in that moment. That they are happy for me, that they're truly supporting me, truly rooting for me. That's the room I need to be in. So you got to upgrade. Every new level is going to require a new you, and that's going to require new people around you. And those people should be two or three levels above you to help pull you up to the next level. Because if you're all on the same level, you're all moving in the same direction, how fast do you think you're going to be able to move up? Lesson number six, watch less TV, more reading, podcasts, audiobooks to expand my mind and bring more value to my clients. So yes, I still watch TV, but not as often. Every now and then I'll veg out on a Saturday and catch up on my shows, my reality shows and, you know, other little things I like watching. And I'm just starting to get into Downton Abbey and I think I'm on season four or something like that. But, you know, and I watched all of the whole season, all the seasons of Mad Men recently because I never watched it when, when it was on TV. But it was after I did the work. It was after I listened to podcasts. It was after I listened to audiobooks. It was after I read articles and books and different magazines with information that I could use then to be better as a consultant, be better as a coach, be better as a speaker, be better as a writer. You know, so using that time that I would have been watching TV, I've now repurposed that time, reclaimed that time. Thank you, Auntie Maxine. I've reclaimed that TV time and I now use it for these other um, initiatives. So when I'm in the car and I'm driving to client sites, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks. I'm not listening to the radio. The radio's not doing anything for me. And I got Sirius Satellite and all those other thousands of channels or whatever. They're not doing anything for me. I use that time as I call that my auto university. That's my automobile university. When I'm in my car, that's what I'm using that time for. Lesson number seven, just show up. The right door will open and the right person will see me. Everything happens when it is supposed to. So I don't get blinded by other people's success on social media. I am inspired by it, but I'm not blinded by it. I also know that what they do is their genius and their lane and what I do is mine. I also know that much like being consistent, sometimes you just have to show up. There have been times when I've shown up in a room and there were only three people in the audience. And I remember my husband, who's an entertainer, told me he performs the same way for 10 people that he does for 10,000 people. He never discounts his performance because of who's in the room because you never know who's there. It could be a big decision maker that's there and think, wow, only three people came and she bought her triple A game. I'm going to bring her into my company. Or I want her to come work with me. So understand that the, uh, the audience size doesn't necessarily equate to the quality of what you need to do and how you need to deliver. 
Just show up. The right person will see you. And that right door will open. It happened for me time and time again over the last year. Lesson number eight. Meditate, pray, and make self-care a priority. You can't pour from an empty cup. I was running myself ragged. I was not sleeping enough hours in a day. I was irritable. I took it out on my husband. Because why? He's, it's just the two of us. He's an easy target. What I realized is that I needed to give myself space because I was pouring so much into other people that I was draining my own energy and I couldn't do it anymore. So I had to give myself space every single day, first thing in the morning, at the end of the day, be intentional about what I want to accomplish the next day, set my intentions in a way that I know where I need to focus my energy so I'm not all over the place. And knowing that if I don't get to all of my to-dos, that's okay. Because tomorrow's a new day. There gets us to be a certain point after working so many hours in a day that you're not even productive because your mind really is starting to shut down and you're trying to force and plow yourself your, your way through it. And it's not going to work. You won't be your best. It won't be your best work. It won't be quality work. So I had to give myself permission to stop doing that. And when I did, I can tell you that things have really um, shifted for me as a result of that. Lesson number nine, there are people who do not want to see me win and are not cheering for me. Those are not my people. I'm not for everyone. And I know that. Now, at one point, I wanted to be. I wanted everyone to love Tana. But I realized very quickly, they showed me that that won't be the case. And I had to learn how to be okay with that. So I have my squad. I have my tribe. I have people who, you know, follow me and, and root for me and cheer. Great. I appreciate every single one of them. And then I know there are people who are looking at me with a side eye. I know that there are people that are saying, who does she think she is? And how does she get to do that? And where does she come from? And why her, not me? And those aren't my people. I don't spend my energy, my time, my brain worrying about them, concerned about them at all. I've even gone through my social media to see who really engages with me versus who doesn't. And if I feel like I'm rooting and supporting them more than they're supporting me, I stop following them. I stop following them. Clear that space for someone else. Clear that space for the right person, for my people. I don't care if my numbers go down. My numbers don't mean anything to me. They really don't. I don't even concern myself with them. I don't even look at them. I couldn't tell you how many followers I have on any of my platforms. I have no idea because it doesn't matter. What matters is the quality of the people, not the quantity of the people. Lesson number 10, your lack of planning is not my emergency. Mm -mm, no, you're not going to make me zig and zag based on your schedule. No, 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 no. My time is valuable. Every second of the day counts and matters to me. So just because you decide you don't want to respond to my email or to my text message until two, three days later, and then I'm supposed to jump through hoops to respond. No, mm -mm, not going to happen. Not your girl. I used to be that way. But over the last year, I learned not everybody moves like me. And I have to be okay with that. I have to be okay with that. And that leads to my next lesson. Lesson number 11. Everyone does not work or show up like me. I got to manage my expectations. I had to learn how to do that. I would get disappointed when people didn't respond to me in a timely manner. I would get disappointed when I left voicemails and people didn't get back to me. 
But I've learned that not everybody responds and moves like me. Okay? So I had to manage my expectations. And once I did that, it made my life so much easier and so much calmer. And I would just send the email and then go about my business. And they respond. And then I'll say, okay, they responded. I'll get back to them when I can. Because again, their lack of plan is not my emergency. I'm not going to jump through hoops because you're ready for me to jump through hoops. No, no, no. Not going to happen. You should have caught me 10 years ago. You should have caught me two years ago. I would have been doing that for, for certain. But this last year, mm-mm. and I could thank my husband for that because he really taught me how to do that. He really taught me like, Tana, not everybody moves like you. Not everybody's always on email. Not everybody's always on text. Not everybody feels like, you know, they, they need to treat everyone like they're a VIP, like they're important. Not everyone does that. That's unique to you. People appreciate it, but don't expect it from others. Once I got that lesson ingrained in my brain and in my heart, it made my life so much easier. Now, that doesn't mean I changed the way I operate. No, I still operate the same way, period. I still show up the same way. I'm still consistent the same way. I still respond the same way in a very timely manner, but I just don't expect it from others. When I get it, I am pleasantly surprised because expectations is the mother of disappointment. It's the mother of disappointment, and I don't want to live in that land. And lesson number 12, you can't take likes and hearts to the bank. Believe me, they don't convert to cash, people. So don't get caught up in this whole social media world worrying about how many likes and hearts and stuff you get because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. What I have learned is that there are more people watching you and paying attention to you and following you than are actually responding and engaging with you. So the numbers don't add up. And I think that's what you need to focus on is just knowing that as long as you're putting out what you feel is in your heart, in your space, in your lane of genius, and it's of value to someone, even if it's just one person, because you know, my motto and my, my mission is I'm out here changing the lives of a million women and the men who love and support us every single day. That may be one person one day at a time. I'm not worried about having a million followers. I'm not worried about having a million likes or tens of thousands of likes and comments and hearts. That stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that the right person heard me at the right time when they needed that message, when they needed to hear it, and it changed a part of their life. It changed how they were thinking. It changed or shifted them in some way, in a positive way. That's my legacy. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the hearts. I'm not worried about the likes. I'm not worried about how many followers because at the end of the day, like I said, you can't convert those to cash. So those are my life lessons, you guys, my 12 life lessons for the last year, the first year in my 50s. These are the things I walked away with. These are the things I will continue to carry with me as I approach my 51st year this month. So thank you for listening. Hope you got some value out of it. Please share. Please make certain you subscribe to this podcast. Keep up with me on social media at Dr. Tana M. Session. I'm Dr. Tana M. Session. M. Session. Huffington Post top female expert to follow, America's number one transformation and reinvention expert. I'm running out of air. I'm running out of voice. And award-winning international speaker and best-selling author. You guys check out my website, TainaMSession.com. Follow me everywhere, as I said, at Dr. Taina M. Session. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll be back soon, I promise. I'm going to be consistent on this platform just as much as I'm consistent on all my others as well. Because I know people like to tune in and hear what I have to say. So I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret.